Hey, Julie. Yeah, Allison. Why did the chicken cross the road? To cut off the Duke of Sandringham's head. Boom! 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 And I'm going to toast you for that. There we go. (laughs) Oh, my God, old style. You know what? It's okay, because I bought it. Remains shitty since 1902. (laughs) I'm I'm all right with old style. It tastes like college. (sighs) Okay. Mm. It's good on a hot summer day, which it is today. It is. In Chicago. Yeah. Um, in fact, that's the slogan, Chicago's beer since 1902. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'll have to stop making old style if the Cubs win? Because all of a sudden, Cubs fans will deserve better? <laughs> <laughs> that's a really deep question. Okay. Uh, hashtag Cavs fans. Uh, hashtag Cavs fans. Cavs fans. Um, so, welcome to Podlander Drunkcast, an Outlander podcast. I am Allison Schumacher. I'm Julie Starberg. And we're talking about an episode that made me cry like LeBron James weeping on the floor of a basketball court. Um, not really, it didn't, but I just really needed to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, although it was a really good episode. It was good. It was really good. Uh, this episode, uh, Vengeance is Mine, I believe that's what it, Janine, is that what it's called? It is what it's called. Vengeance is Mine, written by Diana Gabaldon. That's true. It's the first episode that she wrote. And I didn't know that until the end, and I have things to say about that. Really? Later. Yes, not bad things, just questions and things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, we open as you, there's a previously on, we get a sense that, that maybe there's going to be um, some revisiting of the French rape storyline because we see the, the ugly hand birthmark. This is not a dig against people who have birthmarks. Birthmarks can be beautiful, but that is one ugly fucking birthmark. It looks well, like a potato. It's very distinctive. Where is it located? On his, on his hand, hand, like right here. Oh, it's an incredibly convenient plot. It is birthmark. an incredibly convenient plot de- device, as also is the little teaser opening of a beautiful gray curly wig. We all know what that means. And then the guy with the potato mark is dusting it with some fine powder. And then the wig stand hits the ground. And I thought, that's a little on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Even before you knew it was going to yeah, happen. I was like, oh, well, Duke of Sandingham is going to die. He's going to die. Yeah, I, I admit that I saw... Um, one of the producers tweeted something about that, how they did a bunch of takes where that for the, where the title card where it didn't fall, and then they did one at the end. That's when they end, the one they ended up using. It was very affecting. It was funny. Like, Neil laughed his ass off because he was a little bit like, really? Okay. <laughs> I because I knew it was coming. So for me, I was like, I hope that doesn't spoil it for people. I w- no, you know what? It didn't spoil it because I was not prepared for the manner in which he dies. Oh right. I was not prepared for that. So I knew that something was going to happen. I did not know how it was going to. Happen. Yeah. And well, never would have guessed. Well, maybe something with the something falling, maybe. I mean, but, Murta did swear that vow. Yeah, but you forgot all that by now. I did anyway. I haven't read the books. I, I'm too busy I, I didn't thinking forget about because I don't ever forget anything that Duncan LaCroix does. I'm too busy thinking about Bonnie Pritt's douchebag in his kilt. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, speaking of, we're going to get there in just a second. But I would like to say one other thing about potatoes. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, Kelly and I have our differences on that theme song. I, I, I can't say that I love it, but I do think it's just perfect. There you mm. get, have no delusions about what kind of show you're going to be watching. Exactly. And I appreciate that. And it's beautifully shot. That's mm-hmm. something we say. But it's like the, the running through the woods and the bare feet and the, the beautiful one of the hand turning the radio. And there's the, the stitching in, of the body. And bagpipes in the background. Bag, all that shit. And then a bunch of potatoes go <laughs> all over a table. And every 
time I'm like, I get it. That's a famous scene in the books. And it was a charming scene in the show, but like, war, 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 sex, war, sex, war, sex, crime, potatoes. <laughs> um, every That's time true. I see it, I'm like, what? Um... So, uh, we start with that title card, Julie's mm-hmm. favorite thing, this time a bit on the nose. The only thing I wrote down was wig queen. <laughs> <laughs> He's a total wig queen. That mm-hmm. was a nice wig. Just dusting it and primping it. The powder was very fine. Yes, it was a very fine powder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go right into the adventures of Claire the dentist and Jamie the trying really hard to change history guy. There are like two instances of me going, oh, the good old days again. <laughs> in this show, in this particular episode. <sighs> Thinking about one of them is giving me the quivers. Okay, so which one? That later one. Oh, the yeah. The one in the church. Oh, no. yeah. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. I need a minute. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, when she's pulling out the teeth, you know, it seems Not like she's still. very good at her job. Right, that poor little kid that gets so scared of it. I know. And then Rupert tries really hard to be nice to him, and it just, like, Swing and a miss. It doesn't work. And but then he, he also has like a little his, throw throw out to Angus, I know, and it's really sad. Raises the little toast, and you're like Rupert. Damn. I know it sucks. Um, but all of this is going on while Jamie is inside, and all uh, this is so. This is a thing that's a little bit different from the books. And at first, I was like the fuck, and then I was like, oh, actually, I think that makes perfect sense. That's maybe even better, um, because all the other lords. And whatever, all of his advisors, the quartermaster, the quartermaster, the Irishman, the Englishman. many Scotsmen, and the Englishman <laughs> who doesn't want to go to Poland, all and, walk into and a bar. In Italy, um, right? Yeah. So um, uh, everyone, all these people who disagree with each other, are all saying like, "No, dude, we can't take London. That's a terrible idea. We can't take that. Is a terrible idea." And he, you can just see the temper tantrum boiling up in mm-hmm. him while he's wearing his kilt, which is just overly starched and really weird looking too because he's got kind of a completely different colored frock jacket on yeah. and then there's this bright red tartan that you're right looks like it's never been worn before <laughs> yeah like he's just trying on a kilt for funsies oh yeah and he's just the worst it totally looks like a costume and it i mean does. that as a compliment to terry dressbuck because all the other people are wearing clothes mm-hmm. and he's wearing a costume, costume. he's wearing scott's drag mm-hmm. <laughs> um there's gonna be a lot of talk about drag in this episode yes there will um, be because that queen god she just killed it i can't wait yes um <laughs> uh uh, but but Andrew Gower just did a great job. Um, this is a damned damned inconvenient time to be conciliatory. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Um, uh, the truth is often vexing. Wasn't him? It was somebody else. But like that was a good like all the shtick was great. It looked to me like BPD had certain like clowns just circling around in his eyes because I'm sorry. Yeah. I guess it's been going pretty good for you guys. You've made it all the way to what North North Manchester or whatever. Yeah. There is no fucking way. Yeah. On God's green earth ever that you could take London. No, no. Yeah. What's wrong with this guy? Totally. But, at the, and that's part of why I found Jamie's reaction so confusing, because Jamie would know that, right? Exactly. And I'm like, why does Jamie want to do this? Because what com- becomes clear when he's talking to Claire, because if they move to London, history is changed, which means right, anything could happen. Enough away. Right? So maybe, maybe what happens is they actually get there. Maybe they, like, sneak through and somehow they pull it off. Or maybe they just get routed in one quick battle by the English and everybody goes home, right? But either way, 
it, Culloden doesn't happen. It wouldn't be the battle. Okay, right? thank you. Because yeah. Neil and I were both like, Jamie. No, totally. Well, and you can see, like, dude, you know this is a bad idea. Right. The, I, I also wrote the first time in his whole life anyone who's not Claire has ever told Jamie to shut up. <laughs> um, but... Uh, he, you know, like he goes along with it. BPD throws his tantrum down. Oh, it's and a he's great like, tantrum. Who will not follow your prince? And all the old white guys are like, nah, man, nah. But Jamie comes and like kneels down before him. And then he turns to the old white guys. And I really wish I would have written the quote down because he literally damns them all to hell. Oh, yeah. The yeah. prince? Yeah. Like literally looks them each in the eye and is like, you are going to hell for this. Bye now. Yep. And I was just like, wow, he's really. Well, one of the things that I liked about it is, yes, he's totally lost it. And Mm -hmm. yes, it was a temper tantrum. But, and this is a thing that Jamie says in his scene with Claire, at least he's got a backbone. Yeah, at least he has an idea. Yeah, he knows what he wants and he doesn't appreciate a bunch of dudes being cowardly. Now, is that wise? No, it's fucking stupid. Of course they shouldn't march to London. But at least, like, he knows what he wants and he's ready for the fight. And Because you know what London already has too much of? Queens? Moistness. (laughs) It's very damp. It doesn't need it's any more moist. It's very damp. So we'll, we'll hear more about the dampness of London later in this episode. <laughs> it's true. Um, so they decide that the entire Scots, the Highlander force, is the reason why they just, none of the Highlanders joined them. So there were never a lot more troops. They were successful, but they didn't have enough people. Yes. So they're going to turn back and go back from whence right. they came. And Rupert is pissed. Oh, yeah. Because this basically means that Angus died for no fucking reason. Yeah. And that is shitty. It is shitty. Um, you can tell that Charles was really upset throughout uh, because he got through that whole scene. And you know what didn't happen? Uh-uh. <laughs> I was drinking my alts down. Sorry. There was almost a spit take. <laughs> yeah. I know what it was, but you say it. No, you say it, Julie. He didn't say, mark me. He didn't say, mark me. He did not say it once. He was too upset to remind people to mark him. He was too upset to remind people to listen to what he was saying. Which means we got through this whole episode without a single mark me. There wasn't <sighs> one. No, you're right. There wasn't. So we won't be marking him this week. Okay. Um, but man, I thought that scene was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, is, was there supposed to be some kind of connection between the kid with the teeth and Charles or something? I was trying to figure out why we were making such a big deal of the scared kid with the teeth. I'm not certain. Was it between the lords? Uh, to me, it was... Like avoiding the pain? Yeah, maybe. Or to me, it was just to remind everybody how fucking shitty it was, because that's how I always <laughs> feel about any kind of, like, surgery yeah. scenes. All right, that's fair. So then do we... So Jamie and Claire have their conversation about, okay, maybe this will... Since we're not going to London, I can't prevent it. We don't know what's going to happen now. So they're riding off, and then that night, I guess they're still in the same place mm, that night, First right? they, they get sent away. Right. Oh, no, that happens the next day after they wake up because the night, that oh, yeah. night is him whispering beautifully in Gaelic over her naked, not naked, Praying. she's playing. It's one of like, the only times that we've gotten subtitles because when mm-hmm. they're speaking, well, I guess, no, we got some subtitles in French. And in Gaelic in the first season when it was just Murtaugh and Jamie oh, speaking right. to each other. Okay. But so Jamie God, has this beautiful. beautiful monologue and prayer over Claire's sleeping body. And then she wakes up and she's like, what were you saying? And he's like, uh, I wanted to watch you sleep in peace for a bit. And I'm like, I wanted to watch you sleep in peace for a bit. So I woke your ass up. <laughs> I'm like, really, bitch? He was praying. I know, but can't you pray Claire's yourself? a deep sleeper. Like, if she's so tired from pulling out people's teeth all day, which yeah, I would it's be. It's hard work. It's hard work. Yeah. Just let her sleep. 
Sorry. Everything that was okay. Janine, guys. Janine is Janine's. so drunk right now. <laughs> I'm like eating. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's surprising that anyone sounds good. Right um, now. They are drinking whiskey we today, are. though. Hey, this is a good moment because we just brought it up. Today's today's episode is brought to you by a six pack of old style Chicago's beer since 1902, um, and every Cubs ban- fan's beer since they jumped on the bandwagon. It's also brought to you by uh, Angry Orchard. Hard cider, crisp, the crisp apple variety, uh, which is very tasty. And for Aaron and I, who both had shitty, shitty days, <laughs> it's brought to you by Koval Whiskey. Cheers. Koval whiskey. And by that, I mean Janine. Janine and I, not Aaron and I. Who the fuck is Aaron? I, I don't know. even know who that is. I don't, know I don't, I don't know. Right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So, Jamie prays over her sleeping, sorry, awake body. And then the next, it is a oh, nice scene. Oh, and he scene. has that line where he says, uh, I'll just keep talking to you in your sleep and your dreams will ken the things I can't say when you're awake. Or right. they'll ken the truth of them, something like that. I just like it when they say ken. It was good. There was no doing it, but the, it was not appropriate, so that's fine. This wasn't a doing it episode. No. <laughs> Once no. again... How many episodes is that now? We're on season, we're on episode 11 of season two. I mean. I don't have to say anything beyond this. They have pregnancy sex. That's true. So, I mean, certainly not since Faith. Mm Mm-hmm. I think your hashtag now is no doing it. No doing it. No doing it. No doing it. No diggity, no No doubt. (laughs) No diggity, no doubt, no doing it. So, but it was fine. I wasn't mad about it. I was just kind of like, oh, well, okay, we're going to have pillow talk and he's going to wake his wife's ass up for no reason (laughs) and not stick it to her. But whatever, whatever. I'm cool. But you know what? I could just, if, here's the thing. If Outlander was 50% Sam Huon, shirtless, whispering Gaelic, I would watch the shit out of it. To babies, to women, to horses, to dogs, truth, to children, to himself, to truth. a ghost, to the wall mm-hmm. in an institution. I don't care. You're right. Maybe not if he was whispering Gaelic to like Blackjack Randall. Maybe not that. <laughs> Unless Ew. they were threats, then I'd watch the shit out of that. All right. Anyway, so there's that scene, and then the next morning is when they wake up and fucking pissed ass Dougal comes storming in. Oh, it was great. Gilf is so angry. (laughs) Gilf is pissed. And he has a little note in his hand that's sealed with all the old timey wax. Love it. And he's shaking it in the air, saying lots of very Scottish sounding things to Jamie. And then Jamie reads it, and I guess the whole big deal is, is that they are being exiled. Yeah, all the dudes, all the non-Charles dudes were like... What the fuck is up with this dude? Let's get him the fuck out of here and his gilf. Let's get let's get him. Let's make this a gilf-free zone. Yeah. So they're all sent to Inverness to get right. the so fuck out and get to Inverness. It's Jamie and Dougal and Claire and who else? All the Lallybrock men. All the Lallybrock um, and dudes. Rupert. Because remember, Dougal's not there on behalf of Clan Mackenzie. Right. Um. So it's just like Lallybrock. All the Lallybrock out. men. Um. And I guess that would mean all of. Uh, Lord Lovett's men, mm-hmm. right? Because isn't that what Ross and Kincaid? Yeah, because there are several Lovett's men. There are a lot of people with them when they set up camp, yes. which we'll get to in a second. Yeah, so they head out on the road. But before they do that, guess what we find out? What? Bonnie Prince douchebag. Oh, took his like horse. Extra douchebag. So first of all, he left in the middle of the fucking night, so he didn't have to tell anybody. And what did he leave on? Jamie's fucking horse. Which is a bigger thing in the books because the horse is named Donus, and um, Jamie uh, broke him, which is a good thing in horses uh, and not in spirits. Um, but it's a good <laughs> thing in horses. Um, <laughs> when I can I tell you, mentioned I had a shitty day. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, Jamie, Jamie has this horse that's like big, beautiful horse that was really wild, and he tamed it and whatever. And of it's, course he did, because let's add one more thing to the list of things he's really oh, good at. Oh, we already had that one. Horses. Yeah. Horsemanship. Mm-hmm. The ponies. Horse flesh, remember? <laughs> that's right. Horse flesh. Horse flesh and bad he's... taste and people. Um, anyway, he, uh, um, so Donus is a, is a bigger thing. And there's a whole point when um, when Jamie thinks that Donus is dead in the books and weeps and like yeah he loved that horse. Is um, that is it like? But Charles an, does take him because he wants uh, to ride him because it, he's a beautiful majestic beast. What a dick. Yeah. Anyway, so they leave. They're headed off to Inverness for exile. Oh, he said uh, his highness was convinced that you would not mind, and I said, "Mark me. <laughs> he will not mind. Mark me. I mind, bitch." <laughs> Yeah. So um, they leave. We get some great Scottish Highland porn. They're back on the march. Then we see them setting up camp by this babbling brook, and everybody's kind of got their tranquil. Everybody's got their tent set up. And once again, Neil and I were like, camping. And then all of a sudden, fucking gunfire. Yep. <laughs> the redcoats have taken them by surprise at their camp, so, which is really weird because they're all wearing bright red. Right. It's, but they're it's kind really of hiding behind a camouflage. Hill. They're hiding a little bit. Don't you think Eagle Eye Fraser, who sees fucking everything, wouldn't be like, I just saw something bright red. He's, oh, it must have been a cardinal. He's too pissed off about it his horse. It was a fox. It was a fox. He's too pissed off about his horse. Yeah, that's fine. Don't anyway, ask. so they start shooting. And then here's the big question that Neil and I had about this fucking episode. Okay. Why did they leave the rest of the people there? Oh, no, they all went. They said they were, they split up because they were meeting at the crossroads. Okay. So we never saw those other people again. So there were at least 50 to a hundred other people that were supposed to meet them after they fought the British that Jamie ran from. I think we're supposed to think that they're all in the church. Okay, it did not feel that way at all. And I know I that... I mean, I'm also sure that some of them died. Right. Because they stayed in return fire. Diana Gabaldon talked about the church sequence being different in the show than it was in the it's book. very different. So there were less people there. No horses. She talks about that. Um, it just really felt very jarring because it, it happened so quickly. And mm-hmm. we were like, wait, are they running away? Are they just leaving everyone there? And of course we know Jamie wouldn't do that. I mean, they're all retreating. He yells to run. Right. And Claire tries to go back for a medical box, and it gets blown up like that scrape on Dougal's skull. Boosh. Yep. Whoops. So they end up finding this church, and they go in there to hide out. we can't get there yet, because the scariest part of the whole episode, they're racing through the forest, and you think that... That, well, the redcoats are like right on their tail, and then they're really sneaky and they hide, and you think they've lost them, right? And then he says, I think we've lost them. And there were two things that <gasps> yes! you should never say, right? One thing you should never, ever say in fiction or real life is, I think we've lost them, because inevitably you have not lost them. Nope. The other thing is you should never say, they went that way, because inevitably <laughs> they went the other way. Um, and both of those things happen. Mm-hmm. Another um, but, thing you should never do is go down a hallway where there's a small child that wasn't there before. Yes, no, that's a that's a really good one. Just don't do that's that. That's a really good. Also, if the dude seems too good to be true and doesn't like you looking at his cell phone, he is. that's that's a really good one. You shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't do that. You Mm-mm. shouldn't do that. Um I'll be right back. 
I'll be right back. Uh, I'll be right back. Yeah. Um, anytime. No, I'm done. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, but so they hide in the woods and then they come out and they're riding and then the Brits are on their tail again and Rupert gets shot through the fucking eye. In the eyeball. And then, but he's like caught in his stirrup and he starts so he lolling. He's unconscious the and there's this horse. terrifying shot. Janine, you. Uh, when you watch it, it's just, you're just, it's just gonna, it's so terrifying. He's halfway, like pointing straight sideways off of his horse and it's galloping. And Gilf, like the fucking Gilf he is, he just catches up to it and then leaps off of his horse grabs, onto the other horse and grabs him. Grabs Rupert's body, pulls it up in front of him or behind him. I can't in remember. In front of him. In front of him and uses that leverage to throw himself onto Rupert's horse. Wow. So he goes it's from riding crazy. his own horse to grabbing It's a great Rupert stunt to jumping on the oh, horse. Yeah. And Neil and I were like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> you Definitely. golf clap that? We oh, totally yeah. golf clapped, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so good. But the sight of him just like arms out, sideways on oh, that God. shit was terrifying. And also they're like in trees and shit. Like how did he not just get I know. into a God, tree? It was really scary. So they finally, they get into this church. They hide for a while and get into this church. And then they have to deal with Rupert's eyeball. Yeah. And they, they find other men in the church. That's right. And they all hide their horses in the woods. And there's one right. guy standing guard over all their horses mm-hmm. in the woods. So they're in this church. Um, it's really scary because Jamie almost stabs Ross and Ross almost stabs Jamie. And then they're like, ha, 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 no, no, don't oh, worry no, about just it. Kidding, just so they sneak them all in. Claire gets re- like in super quick fashion and Claire fashion gets Rupert all up on the one of the whatever is the religious thing. The thing, the, the thing table. The, where, where the body and blood of our Lord the, and Savior Jesus Christ is. Um. So, and then she starts dealing with it. She's looking at this thing and is shot right in the fucking eye. And um, then she... God, I forgot what I was going to say. She doesn't have her kit. So she's like, what the hell? What do I have? And she's like, give me a knife. And Fergus pulls out the little knife. And she's like, why did you steal that from me? <laughs> and Fergus is all like, but I cannot, I cannot help it. Madame, I need the knife. It is man's work. I need to have the oh, knife fine. because when women are for stirring and cleaning and being prostitutes and men are for cutting things and killing English hotels. Exactly. Yeah. So she's like, give me that shit, you, you little, little shit. Yeah. Give me that. And then pour whiskey <sighs> on Rupert's face, please. Oh, my God. So one of my favorite things, <gasps> bless him, Grant O'Rourke, two episodes in a row where he's a total scene stealer. First... When they bring him in, old Ross or whoever the fuck he is, is like pig farmer. What happened? Pig farmer says, "What? What happened? What happened to, to Rupert?" And Rupert says, "I decided to take a closer look at a musket ball." <laughs> he, has, he has a lot of eyeball related jokes. The other one is better, but that was still really good. I decided to take a closer look at a musket ball because he just as they're just throwing him as on this bad table. Possible. <laughs> oh right. my god! And about to dig around in his ocular cavity with a dirty, tiny little pin knife while covered in whiskey. Because Claire needs to get it out because it's a Bullet. fucking miracle. That but it hasn't moved into his brain. So it's like it's in his eye socket, but not in his brain. So she has to get it out toot sweet, as they say in France. Oh, God. So she does. And this is the thing that gave you this, Squibs? I have an eye thing. <laughs> Understandable. Like, don't touch my eyes. I can't. I, that's, I hate wearing contacts. Like, all these things. It's just like, oh, God, such a sensitive. And, like, just thinking about it. Knife? <laughs> okay. Yep. 
It's pretty gross. And then Fergus is like, oh, I should probably take my knife back. And he just takes it back. I know I, to, I, I, know I said I was only going to have one beer, but. No, well, that calls for more. I mean, oh, a knife and an eye. Come on. It was really, and that was when I wrote down the note. Once again, glad I didn't live in the good old days. Right. So they successfully get the thing out and Claire patches his eye up and they've got some witty future repartee where she's like, we'll get you a black eye patch so you and can a, look like a pirate. He's like, what, did, what What's the par- fuck are you talking Pirates about? Pirates what? She's like, never mind. With a parrot. I always forget that you guys aren't from the future. <laughs> and you don't know what fake pirates look oh like. Oh my God. You only understand real pirates because they're actual real people. Yeah. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Um, bless her. Uh, so then all of a sudden damn redcoats knock 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 guess who's oh, there oh hey julie yeah. yeah knock knock who's there the redcoats redcoats who um there isn't a joke we're just the redcoats so you should put down your weapons and come out before we fire the thatch okay that's right we're gonna burn you out <laughs> yep um really burn burn you out literally burn them out so they're like, what the fuck do we do? We could fight him. No, we couldn't fight him. And Dougal's all like, no, we should totally fight him. And of everyone course. just ignores him they're because like, it's a really bad crazy idea. crazy old fighty grandpa yeah. in the corner. <laughs> fighty grandpa who Get can't take a nap. Grandpa. I'd just, I'd fuck the shit out of him. I would, I would <laughs> fuck um, fighty would, grandpa. Yeah. So, um, he, so, but then Jamie's like, I know. I'll go. I'll go. Like he always fucking right? does. And then Dougal says, stop being such a hero. And I was like, thank preach, Dougal, preach. But then I was like, impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. So Things then, that Jamie is bad at, Claire's not like, being a hero. Exactly. Claire's like, they can take me, I'm British. Oh, like, no, she doesn't even say it. But she then just she, yells. She tries and she's like, no. And then she screams. Help, I'm a prisoner, help. And then basically makes the point that that, and I thought this was very tidy, actually, that they already did this with William Gray, so it'll work again. And then there's a whole thing, oh, well, Red Jamie is so notorious, you can't be the one to bring her out, so Dougal brings her out. Mm -hmm. Um, Fergus has the idea that she should probably swoon. That's right. I, I had a note about that where I was like, Fergus with the fainting lesson. Yeah. Knowing a little bit about some acting or subterfuge. Yeah. Who knew? I guess being raised in a whorehouse has its perks. Totally. Totally. Um, they're really good at faking it. Um, <laughs> snap. <laughs> so, um, so they get ready to bring Claire out and they have a little touching goodbye and it's lovely. And then Dougal says, oh, well, they'll bring her to this particular garrison because they won't want a woman weighing them down because Claire has a giant ass. <laughs> A giant round arse, as Jamie likes to say. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, she, she probably Katrina Baumhol used to be a model. So, like, she has a perfectly lovely ass. But anyway, that's a, just a, anyway, <laughs> ways, ways are down. Um, uh, so then C- Claire gets all taken out by the British officers who are like, I know the reputation of Highlanders. If she was harmed. Nom, 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 nom. And she's like, nah, and dude was like, bitch, you take care of her. Mm, peace. Peace. And she's all like, oh, put me on this horse. Fine. Fine. Let's go. Where Where am I? That was my favorite. Where Where, where, where am I? I? It's like God bless you, Claire. So then they then they go a riding. Oh, we forgot one thing. Ooh. Jamie's like, you can't go. You're not a good liar. <laughs> <laughs> and that did make me laugh out yeah. loud. Yeah, you're not a good liar. You know what, Jamie? You're right. 
That's true. She's okay. not. But she's still, she's past muster. She's with them now. Yeah. So she's with Fine. them and they're riding along to what she thinks is this other garrison. And as it turns out, it's not. Nah. But she has this little teeny voiceover, not many voiceovers in this episode, but she has this little teeny one where she says, I, I knew I should be leaving a trail for Jamie, but unfortunately I was all out of breadcrumbs. And hey, Claire, I don't know how well you remember Hansel and Gretel, but the birds ate the fucking breadcrumbs. Nobody could find them. They, they, then they got almost eaten by a witch. Yeah, that's bad. Yep. No, they ate the breadcrumbs. Bad metaphor. That's really, that's not so good. Because mm. then, you, you know, you, I guess you could have like torn up your petticoat and thrown little pieces. I but I just, it's just a suggestion. They would have been asking it's like, just a why are you ripping your clothes up? You yep. crazy. Mm. Fine. Anyway, <laughs> as luck would have it, they show up in this town and they found, I wrote down central casting. Find me the skeeviest guy you can. Yeah, who is, I don't know. He was, he was just the one line, but God, that guy, that like pay a day extra, no. Nailed it. I think you could use some comfort. But actually, before that, we see tongueless guy watch her oh, go yeah, in. Human row. And, yeah, and he goes, uh, 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 and she walks past, and I'm like, my note was, who's the tongue guy? Well, there he is. <laughs> uh, remind me, Aaron, who plays Janine? Sorry, who plays Human Row? Do you see it? Human Row. Hugh Monroe. Sorry, I heard human. So human Row. Human uh, Row, like human fish eggs. Uh, Simon Meacock. All right. Meacock. Simon Meacock. Me a cock. Well, he's there great. He is. So, for those who didn't see the previously on or didn't really remember, um, Human Row gave Claire a wedding present when they met on the hill. Um, Claire and Jamie were like fooling around and all of a sudden like an arrow zinged out of nowhere and like right next to him and Jamie was like the fuck oh no it's just my buddy it's just my buddy with no tongue uh, yeah whose tongue got cut out by the by the Turks or some shit okay yeah when he was uh, aboard a ship so now he has a license to beg in all these other cities and right um, so anyway he's begging in this town when the British comes in when the British force comes in with Claire and he sees her ride by on a horse she doesn't see him because he's all bummy and incognito she can't see shit and he sees her going to this thing and he's like uh Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I'm like, there he is. Somebody knows she's there. Somebody mm-hmm. who knows Jamie knows she's there. And then the skeeviest, the and skeeviest then the guy. And the skeeviest fucking man alive. Did he go to Stanford? <laughs> oh my God. Because Maybe. I was kind of getting a little feeling that he might be. Did he look like a swimmer? A Stanford man. Oh, he didn't look like a swimmer, but he was like a creepy blonde. He was a creepy he blonde. He was like a creepy blonde with like light eyelashes. You know how th- that's he, a thing. Was he a farmer in the movie? In the thing? No, no, he, he was, was a, a British, British soldier. British oh, that was nice. Jinx. Mm-hmm. You owe me a, an old style in about two minutes. Okay. I see all these names. I want. No, nah, oh, man. No, you know He's what? Not Just be let in him there. live. He, he was probably a, a ghost. He was a ghost of the creepiest man who ever lived, and he got to do a cameo. Yeah, just let him live in infamy. <laughs> they went to the sex offender yeah. database in Scotland, Found this and we're guy. like, hey, "How about Ooh. this? Do you want to make twenty five bucks? Just could come you, sit on camera." Imagine that casting notice where it like looks like this, and it's just a, 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 a mugshot, a, a creepy mugshot. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> he was real creepy. And Claire was like, "I can't, I can't even pick a fight because I have to be in." Cognito, fuck you. And she has the nice captain who's in charge uh-huh. of their group who is really protect protecting her and is a nice guy. Yeah. I mean, like, he's just doing his job, but he's cool. And then he gets orders that he has to go somewhere else, and she is like, fuck, yeah. no, do not leave me with Brock Turner. Yeah. So then they, um, they're ta- but she sleeps through the night in a chair. Nothing happens. She must have been real tired. Yeah. And she then- did sleep straight up in a wooden, just like... Yeah. Well, no. she had that one pint of very strong beer and probably some stew. We know she can drink hey, more of that beer, though. how come the only person we ever see 
needing to poo is the king of France. The, you know, they're all eating stew and porridge. Well, but remember, we would piece. have seen Claire shit the bed if they'd let us. Right. So Presumably she shit the cool. bed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, um, so the next morning he's like, oh no, we're going to bring you to, we're going to bring you to this other place. It's closer. It's closer. We're going to bring you there. And she is not happy about it. But as she's leaving, Hugh Monroe comes rushing up to her. Oh, wait, wait. It's because she wrote a note, right? No, the note comes later. Oh, okay. So Hugh Monroe comes rushing up to her and she... Um, obviously notices him but then the the captain the nice captain is like get the fuck away from her you piece of trash she's like that is terrible manners captain and then goes to pick you up and is like ah Jamie doesn't know where I am but this is where I'm supposed to be here but he's looking for me there but I guess what just hold on a second and then she basically says like oh or if you're sure we must go to this place instead of this place (laughs) and she repeats it like two times and he was he was like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh (laughs) uh-huh um that is exactly Exactly what he was doing. Allison did not exaggerate yeah. at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so then they set off, and Hugh knows. So Hugh knows. So Hugh is going to find Jamie and Murta, because also, by the way, there was a big conversation about who was going to go after Claire. And Dougal want they, do all of them want to go, and Jamie says, "No, that's stupid. I'll go." And Murta's like, "No, you can't boss me around, little boy. I'm going with you." And Dougal's like, "Yeah, Murta's going with you." And Jamie's like, "Fine, fine." Also or, in that scene, or also. Awesome. Awesome. Um, but also in that scene, which we just skipped because I was so excited about this skeevious guy, um, is Rupert's other great one-liner, which is where we're leaving. And uh, he says, hey, Jamie, when you see Claire, give her a wink for me. <laughs> oh, it made me so happy. Oh, Bless God. that guy. Um, he's a scamp. He is a scamp. He's such a scamp. <laughs> um, so they take off, and all of a sudden there's this fancy house surrounded by tents. That's curious. And fires all oh, around. Yeah, British officers all camping around. I wonder who lives there. So they go hmm. in, and she's like, whose house is this? And he's like, oh, it's this rich gentleman. I believe his name is the Duke of Sandringham. And then enter fucking Simon Callow. Work. And he has been good Literally every episode of the show he's been on, but this, this thing, oh God, more please, more, please, sir, I want some more. No, 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 we will get no more. We oh. will only get our just desserts, which is this episode. Oh my God. And you know what? It was like almost campy, but not. It was like a bomb from acting heaven. Oh Jesus, it was so good. He's so fucking good. Just like... Neil and I the whole Dry, time were just funny, scary. We were like this the whole time. I wish I could eat. Yep. Um, and also like costumed incredibly well. He has this new wig on. Um, so the captain brings her into this parlor. And then he's like, he's a uh, well-to-do gentleman who yeah. is sympathetic to our cause. And then the door opens and there's DOS. Who immediately And Claire is like... What? Yeah. And he immediately pretends like he doesn't know Claire. It's the biggest yes and you've ever yeah. seen. He just goes, Madam uh, or Mistress. Uh, May I? How can I, I help know, you? What the fuck is no, her name? Because he Beecher? asked Beach. Oh, that's right. He remembers her name like a deep cut. No, he like, introduces her. The, the, does the captain he actually say Miss? Yes. Oh, God. Because I thought that he remembered her name from before she was married to Jamie. No. Woof. Anyway, 
He's totally game. Is the point. Yeah. You, he gets this little twinkle, and you can see both of them are like, oh, this is always fun, <laughs> but I might murder you this time. I could just kill you. Um, and I love it when Claire gets to play spy. It's mm-hmm. my, it's just my favorite thing. Uh, they have a lot. God, I was too busy watching and enjoying the hell of it to write down every great thing they I said. I didn't write enough notes. One of my favorite thing is he, things is he's talking about how, obviously, Jamie will be coming to get her because... Um, uh, the Highlanders are, are something like rabid bears. And, oh, I don't and, remember that. Oh, yeah. It was like akin to a rabid bear or attacked in the woods. Riscott Highlanders or rabid bears, something like that. And But there's a comparison between Highlanders and rabid bears. And my thought was, yeah, but rabid bears don't look so good with their shirts off. That is true. The only thing that I really remember from this scene. I've seen a lot of shirtless rabid bears. <laughs> the only thing that I remember from this scene is how he talks to her about how actually the British army is there to watch him it's a yeah. trap around his house and the way that comes out is she says I'm not sure why you helped me but thank you and he says oh well it would be a shame to put such a charming person in the Tower of London so dumb <laughs> There's the moist, right? Moist. And then, so and then this leads to him saying, like, oh, it was a misunderstanding about my beliefs. But yes, I spent some time in the Tower of London. And that's why these people are not here because I volunteered my property. They're, they're watching me. They're watching me. It's a trap. They're all around. They they think oh, they're being the curls subtle. Out of my wig. And we took all the curls out of my wig. That was the other oh, thing God, about, about that one. Yeah. They think they're being subtle, but really, with, with those, those coats. <laughs> Yes, queen! Yes, yes queen! <laughs> Woo! I was just like, shady bitch. Yep. Shady At bitch. At one point, he exits purse first. And he did. He walked out like this. He's like, y'all, oh yes. Oh, my God. So he has, a, he has a little cape flip at one point. There's like a cape with a mint collar. And he's he like, is loving every second oh. out of playing this role. And it is so obvious. And the joy is amazing. I hope he wins a fucking Emmy. God, he's so good. It's just... Oh, this is like, this might be, the the problem is that it, this would be but a bad... But Monsieur Ramon exists. Like, I don't, I don't I know. I know, but it's... Who's better? I mean, Dominique Pignon is terrific, but this is the this flashiest, episode. like... Yes. God. And you could tell that Diana Gabaldon was just like... Do it. Let it I'm go. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna write the, I'm gonna write my fucking ass off. I'm gonna write the best thing for this guy. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, cause he has way more in the show than he does in the book. Well, that's great. Oh, it was just, it, all of the little barbs were great. The exiting purse, purse first and then cape flip. And then he said, so the plan they come up with is he says he will get word to Jamie. He has means to get word to Jamie, but Claire has to promise that she will make Jamie take him with her when they sneak out. Mm-hmm. And Claire's like, Fine. Fine. And then, who runs into the room? Mary Hawkins. Oh, bless her. Are we so happy to see Mary Hawkins again? We were happy. So I guess the Duke of Sandygram is her godfather? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. And he has pledged her to marry some other old dude. Yes, specifically because it'll make him look more sympathetic to the Brits. It will look him look less like a Jacobite. Yes, yeah. And she obviously is not having it. She's very happy to see Claire. Oh, yeah. And they have a little reunion, and she says, oh, no, when you leave, you're taking me, too. We're going, too. I'm going. And you have to take me. She's like, you know what? The more the merrier. That's great. Who's bringing the snacks? Like, Jamie's even going to show up and Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And Mary Stutter is also mostly gone. Mm-hmm. But... 
uh, so then Claire, you know, it's everybody is getting ready for a nice little this. They have a meal. Oh, the Duke and Claire have like a, a fetching meal together after mm-hmm. he and Mary catch up. And um, then they send this note out with a delivery guy who at the end of delivery, he's d- taking that note for Jamie to Human Row. Right. So he goes looking for Human Row and he finds him. And it's a, like a weirdly elaborate cameo. Weirdly in no, the they woods? said on the road that he would be right. on the road to the place that Jamie was, right. which is and where Jim they found Monroe him. Monroe really like takes this guy down like he's going to kill him. Yes. And he's well, like, wait, and wait. the guy was on horseback and he was right. on foot. Right. So he catches up with him. And Hugh, like, is going to kill him and then takes the note and scampers off. He vanishes like Kaiser Sosa, just like, he's gone. Um, And then the guy sits up and straight up goes, you know, it's customary to give a tip. (laughs) Which is maybe one of the oldest jokes of all time. Like, pizza delivery boy is having a bad night. And just a hand open. Nothing. No, okay. really? Okay. And so he heads back. And then... Um, so now Human Row knows that Claire is actually at Duke of Sandringham's place. The note, and it's important to say this, no, the note written in Gaelic. She wrote it in Gaelic. Which is a setup for one. Like, you know Gaelic. And she's like, a little. Do you want me to write it in English so anybody can read it? And yeah. he's like, yes. <laughs> but, uh, but doesn't say that. Anyway... Um, and the only reason it's important that she wrote it in Gaelic is because it's a setup for a great joke later. And um, then he lo- is that when the Duke of Sandringham locks her in her room? No, it's almost. Okay. So they're talking about the note, and he says that he convinced the Brits to go further off. Oh, that's, she finds um, out about that's when the cape flip happens. Mm-hmm. And then they're talking about his servant and whatever, and the greatly reduced staff. The cook is only here three days a week. <laughs> All of that shit. Oh, and um, and then Claire sees the potato birthmark. The potato birthmark on dude's hand, his footman's valet or footman or whatever he is, and she is like, what the actual fuck? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That guy attacked us in the streets of Paris. And you can see the Duke of Sandringham go like, I don't know anything about that. I don't know. Oh, fine. It was me. I did it. Oh, the the Comte Saint-Germain wanted you to die, but you should really be thanking me because I was just like, no, how about we just have her raped instead? Yeah, you're not dead, so should you be thanking me? You should be me? thanking me. She goes, he raped your goddaughter, and he's like, that was an unfortunate byproduct. It was great. Whoops. And by that, I mean awful. So then he lack, he locks her in her room. That's right, because, because now she knows. she knows. Now he's like, well, it was just, it was too perfect. Now, in addition to having my goddaughter marry an English guy, now I can hand over the notorious Red Jamie. So thank you for giving me everything I need. Lock her in her room. And then Mary sneaks in, and Claire's like, here's what we have to do. I'm going to go out the back door. You go out the front door. We have to find human row. We have to tell him to tell Jamie to trap. And Mary's, and Mary's like, like, I can't go out of my nightgown. I'm in my nightie. No, and Neil and I were both like, bitch, you want to leave this house? Yeah. Fucking gird but your you know loins. What? Like, literally. She pull did. it up and make. Oh, yeah. That oh, comes she up. did. So, um, so Claire is like, fine, fuck it. Stay here. I'll be right back. And she sneaks around in her shoes. Claire, amateur move. Take your shoes off when you're sneaking down the stairs. <laughs> Truly. But she's she's almost there's this very high backed chair in the kitchen, suspiciously high backed chair. I'm like, who sits there? And I don't know. A and queen she's sneaking out, and then, uh, then all of a sudden, there's this voice like, "Would you like some snacks?" <laughs> and it's the bitchiest queen you've ever seen with no wig on, no wig, 
the wig is still there though. We know this cause it it's comes in uh, later. Right. Um, and he's just like, why don't we, why don't we have a late night snack together? I no seriously, let's talk frankly. No, seriously sit the fuck down. So she's like, fine. And she sits. And then they have like a chat about the dying. And it actually looks like they're both kind of having a good time, even though obviously Claire is furious and terrified because he's all like, I heard all these rumors. Did you just make him have a heart attack yeah. or did the King make you do it? I heard that there was a snake that you summoned. Oh, yeah. like, My favorite rumor was something about a snake. And she's like, no, it was an accident drink. Just staring him down, bitch. Um, eating some delicious looking cheese. Yeah. I mean, they're they working like, on their night cheese. <laughs> they were. And then she looks behind her and sees a beautiful ham on the counter. More importantly, with a beautiful knife sticking oh, out yeah. of it. And she's like trying not to show him that he, she's looking at the knife. He's like, Maybe I'm a little hungry. And goes over there and he's like, oh, let me serve He's you. really on it. He is on it. <laughs> so he grabs the knife. Then they yeah, have this conversation. And then Mary walks in. Mary, does she walk in there or does she sneak out the front door first? No, Mary walks in the kitchen first. She's looking for Claire. No, 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 because she sees. Because she goes to the door after. Okay. So oh, she walks right, in right. the kitchen and she sees what's going on. And she I just goes hungry. like, I was, I was just hungry. And he's just like, oh, go the fuck to sleep. What is your problem? And so she tiptoes out and she now, like Mary knows, Claire's trapped. She's got to do something. So she goes to the front door mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she opens it. And human row is just right there. And he knocks out a British soldier. And she's like, here's the message really fast. And she whispers it. And then she goes back in. She's and, in the kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh. She runs into birthmark guy, although she potato doesn't see his hand, hand yet. Potato right hand is right there. Um, and she goes, he like drags her. It doesn't catch Hugh because Hugh drags the British, the legs going out of the door. Yeah. Frame. So this guy Love doesn't it. even know that a lobster bag just but got killed on his But he drags her into door. the kitchen and God bless her, Mary Hawkins, who, by the way, is an excellent liar, Claire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's just staring like deer in headlights, like, what am I going to do? And the Duke is like, what did, what did you think you were doing? And she goes, I don't want to marry him. And just starts crying. And it's the best. So then she's like, oh, go to bed. And sure enough, like two minutes later, who comes in? Jamie Murtaugh. It's a double dose of Walker shortbread. (laughs) (laughs) Woof. Yeah. Jamie comes in. And as they're in there, Mary comes back in. Then she sees Potato Hand. Mm-hmm. And she realizes what happened. Because remember, Janine, Potato Hand raped Mary. Yeah. So she sees Potato Hand and the Duke is confessing and Claire screams it at Myrta and Jamie who are there. There's a real tense standoff with a knife and blah, 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 blah. And then um, Myrta gets this glint in his eye and Jamie's got the sandringham by the neck. But then there's the distraction because Mary's the one that causes oh, the yeah. distraction, right? No, not quite yet. Okay. They happen at about the same time. But mm-hmm. Mary picks up the knife and she's holding it and she's just staring at Potato Hand, who's already like knocked down but on the potato floor. Potato Hand got knocked out by Jamie. Yes. He's because like, he was holding Mary. He's not unconscious, but he's mm. like, oh, I got punched by a Scotsman. And he's <gasps> leaning on a counter so his back <gasps> is exposed. <gasps> no, because he turns around eventually because she gets him in the stomach. Well, she gets him right here, yeah. right? Because he's like this. And right. she just goes, mm. yeah. But uh, on, on one side of the action, there's Jamie uh, with a knife to Sandringham's throat and Murta and he and Murta have this God, Duncan Qua is so good. They have this look where Jamie looks at him and Murta's just like, you know that this is mine. I swore an oath to you that I was going to do this. You know this one is mine. And Jamie just lets him go. And the Duke of Sandringham's like, oh, thank God, my dear chap. And then Murta fucking picks up a giant fucking axe and straight up Whoosh! Cuts his head off. Oh shit! It takes just three cracks. It takes three. The <gasps> first one it knocks was a him to the ground, 
And then one, two, as blood is showering all over Pamplemousse's face and chest in a bukkake of gore. Oh, wow. (laughs) Word used appropriately. Yeah. (laughs) But he is ready. He was there for that. And he was just like, yes. And it was all very workmanlike. Just like, boom. It was, he was fulfilling an obligation. And then he he leans down. Oh, and, but while this is going on, Mary stabs the other dude. Right. right? (laughs) Which is great. That, not in the book, made me really happy. Mary just stabs him. And I, God, what did I write? Wasn't Um, Mary stabbing him the diversion that Murtaugh needed to grab the axe because everybody turned. It was really fast. He was just like, Um, boom. I was like, yes, Mary. Yes, grab your ovaries, girl. Yes, yes. And and then I wrote, yes, Murtaugh. Yes, yes. Oh. And then he leans over and picks up the decapitated head of Simon Callow. At which point I wrote, oh my God, Duncan LaCroix, you are a golden god. (laughs) He picks up the head. Walks it over to Claire and Mary, who are both standing there like, oh, shit. And then he kneels and says, I have brought you your vengeance. I lay my vengeance at your feet. I lay my my vengeance at your feet. And they both just stare at him. End of episode. episode Oh, no, no, no. That's not it. Mary says, I think we should probably go. Go. (laughs) That's right. And then episode (laughs) Episode ends. Oh. The only thing that I have about the kitchen scene, because just like everything else that Simon Callow was in, I have no notes because I was too busy watching. And it was just like kitchen scene, like, whoa. That's all. Oh, it was the whole thing. It was just perfect. He got decapitated by an axe, a blunt (sighs) axe. Oh, it was so, and the the effect was really good. It was really good. Um, we, I realized we skipped over Murta critiquing Claire's Gaelic, which was one of my favorite bits, but whatever. You know what? Duncan Lacroix's best moment was at the end of that episode. Yes, he had a funny bit about how Claire's Gaelic is really bad, <laughs> but more importantly, he chopped off. That Duncan Lacroix was like, what am I doing at work today? Oh, I'm chopping off the head of a legendary British actor. All right. How nice. But let's... Let's give an RIP to the Duke of Sandringham. Yes. Because we shall never see his like again. It was very fun to watch you, Mr. Callow. Is he a knight of the British Empire? Sir Simon Callow? I don't know. Um, Because if not, he fucking should be. Oh, God. He, um, you know, I met him. Really? Yeah, just real briefly. When I went to Bada, Mm -hmm. he was our um, keynote speaker at our farewell banquet. Oh, that's awesome. And he just like... (laughs) Right. Oh, it was just, I I mean, it was inspiring then, but like, Jesus Christ, he was so good. Mm -hmm. Oh, the whole thing was like. The the only line that I wrote down for him that I didn't say was, oh, heavens, I'd never want to blurt. Like that, oh. I mean, if somebody can take the I word, I know this blurt, episode is almost done, but you got to give me one of those. Yes. <laughs> if somebody can take the word blurt and stretch blurt. it out into three I'd never syllables, want to blurt. but the purse first and the K, the, all the preening and oh my God, he was <laughs> just so good. What? And there's this great picture online. I will find it and retweet it on our account of Simon Callow in his nightshirt with no wig on, grinning wildly, holding up the dripping, bloody replica of his head. And he he looks so happy. You can just tell he's living his best life. You wanted to say something about Diana Gabaldon writing this episode. So if you're watching on Stars or Amazon Stars or whatever, you know that at the end they will have the little, this is what went into the making of this episode. Now, I had no idea that Diana Gambledon had written this episode. And there were several times 
where I, as a person who had never read the books, felt really unclear about what was happening. Hmm. And I'm wondering, I mean, that didn't that didn't hamper my enjoyment of it overall, specifically because the climactic last scene was so good mm-hmm. and everything. One of the best scenes in, in the so series, good. I think, right. at all. But like a lot of stuff leading up to it felt like either patched together in a weird way or rushed in a weird way that I really that Neil and I neither have read the books understood what was actually happening and I don't know if that's because they had a time constraint or if it's because there's an assumption of familiarity with the source material Uh, I don't think she did I think she did a great job but there like, were things that I didn't understand. I feel like it's a combination too, where mm-hmm. she might have written a longer episode and then produced and then they were cutting it out. Yeah, and like, mm-hmm. you can't do all this. Well, right. well, no, that's that's actually very true because in the making of this episode, they talk about the producer saying like, "No, you can't get all the horses into this church because that's in the book." Is that? All the horses and all yeah. the men go well, into that it's church. Actually, so so here's what's interesting about that point, Julie, is mm-hmm. that um, this episode is dramatically different from the books. Um, okay. So this all happens when they get trapped in the church. Claire is actually hiding in that church, and it's during a battle, mm-hmm. and they get. Um, they like all eventually sort of get pushed up there and when they're retreating from the British mm-hmm. um, and that's how they end up in the church. And she still mm-hmm. the fake thing still happens. Um, there's actually a character that dies well in the church that mm-hmm. I won't go into um, since it obviously didn't happen here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a couple of character deaths that did not happen in this episode that should have. Um, if we're going off of what happens in the books, um, maybe they thought we'd been punished enough with poor Angus. <laughs> Angus, R.I.P. R.I.P. Angus. Um, yeah, this isn't Game of Thrones, bitches. It's a much longer <laughs> section of the book. She's mm-hmm. at the place for a little bit longer. There's a whole thing where Mary um, can't get her out, but sneaks into her room and they go to sleep and she Claire wakes up because she hears this weird like... She doesn't know what it is, and she looks to her right, and Mary is sucking her thumb in her sleep. Oh my god! Um, so this is a much longer yes. So that text might be part that has of it. been condensed. Okay, um, I, I still felt that the highs were very high, and it was all good. But I, there were certain things that, as a person unfamiliar with the story, seemed a little bit confusing. Hmm. What's funny is I actually think. And again, like I've read the books, but I think that it's actually much clearer and more straightforward than what happens in the books. Like there are lots of twists and turns that get us to those places. Mm -hmm. But the the best example is that whole thing where you're like, why the fuck is Jamie saying this is a good idea? Mm -hmm. And it's, oh, it's just because if he can change history, it won't happen. Right. It was like, oh my God, that's so much simpler. It was, Neil and I did not... That didn't come into our minds. Oh, they have a whole conversation know, about it. And I know it. he said it, but it it wasn't like, it wasn't something that we understood right away because mm. we weren't thinking about that. And then also when he, I know that we talked about this and I know he didn't actually run away from his men, but it felt like there was a weird separation there that we didn't really understand. Regardless, it was a good episode. I enjoyed it. I was a bit confused a couple of times as somebody that makes unaware, sense. Uh, unaware of the source material. But however, it worked out for the best because I got so many Simon Callow moments. You know, it makes sense to me that whatever the difficulties with plot or adaptation in this episode, that this would be the one where the characters are the maybe the best developed. Mm-hmm. It was some of my favorite Jamie stuff. Mm-hmm. It was some of my favorite Myrta stuff. It was definitely the best Duke of Sandringham has ever been. Well. But Claire was great. That's a high Mary bar. was great. <laughs> Human Monroe was great. Like, I just thought the character work, all the character stuff was really, really good. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, let's say for our first one, on a scale of, um, let's let let's change it up a little bit. On a scale of just another day at Lallybrock, but it's too warm for knitwear. Mm-hmm. To <laughs> sparkle pockets. Ooh. Where are we on the costume spectrum? Well, Duke of Sandringham's in this episode. That cape. And we get to see a lot of his finery and his footman's finery and the beautiful wigs and all that stuff. So what was my high what was my high bar again? Glitter pockets. Glitter pockets. pockets. Sparkle Sorry. pockets. We can't, we can't go full sparkle pockets. Oh, but they did have that kilt, that like kilt that was right out of the package, never worn before. <laughs> that like grocery store Halloween costume kilt? Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to have to go somewhere a little bit less than sparkle pockets. Okay. I'm going to have to go with, oh, I don't know. What's something where the costumes are good but look a little bit uncomfortable? Uh, most of France. The cell. Sorry. I'm the cell. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's really good. All, uh, we'll also accept the fifth element. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That, it looks like it would the, be completely impractical to wear. Yeah. Yes. That's okay. great. That's great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, on a scale of, um, let's say, um, any of the episodes of the Wonder Years after Winnie and Kevin had started dating and there's no more sexual tension mm-hmm. to um, whenever there's lots of doing it on that 70s show, especially if it's the parents, mm. where does it land on the bone scale? Oh my God. It lands pretty low, but it's gotta be above Winnie and Kevin. Yeah. It's above Winnie and Kevin. Uh, there's no tension to, so to speak. It's romantic. It's not particularly it's sexy, romantic, though. But there's no tension. Yeah, it's like as time goes by. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's uh, really. Side note: Do you guys know that Winnie has a theorem named after her? I knew she was a mathematician. I didn't know she had a theorem. No way. She has a theorem named after her. Danica. What's Danica her name? McKellar. Danica McKellar. Uh, she took her, Sweet she pull. Took Winnie as the name. Thanks. She took that because that's what she. That's about. cool. But uh, like, it's like Gwen or something. But yeah, like I, I saw the video online. I was like, "Holy fuck!" That's shit. interesting. I knew she was a fancy pants mathematician, but I didn't know that. I All right, so she was also on the West Wing. Ding! Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> another good pull. Uh, yeah, yeah. She played Josh Molina's sister. She was only on like four episodes. Rob Lowe flirted with her because Rob Lowe, well, Sam Seaborn, flirted with everything with or, legs. Or, that Rob show. Lowe actually flirted. With yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. I mean, life is art. I'm not complaining. I mean, nope. The grinder grinds <laughs> and keeps on grinding. Um, R.I.P. The grinder. Anyway, um, so on a scale of oh god, let's do what are some axe things on a scale of like the animated Paul Bunyan, jeez, mm-hmm. to um, the Shining. Oh, I'm gonna take this out of left field. Okay, I'm gonna go with Witchboard. Has anyone ever seen? The B horror movie Witchboard. I have not. In it 19, is. Is it 1986? That is indeed the one. It stars the one and only Tawny Katane from the Here I Go Again on My Own video. <laughs> Going down the only road I've ever known. She uses a witchboard by herself, a Ouija board by herself, and becomes uh, possessed by the spirit of Malfador. 
The, An axe uh, murderer. The, the poster of this is classic. It's really good. It's, and you know it's what? A, it's a Ouija board with a hand reaching upward and grabbing her by the throat. Oh, yep. God. I have to see this. And then she straight up dresses oh, in God. suit drag because the guy only wore like Undertaker suits. And she cuts a guy's head off. And you watch her cut a guy's head. <laughs> just like I did with the microphone. Yeah, just she just now. cut the microphone. I'm so sorry. Head that was yeah. board two I was oh, no. describing. Oh, <laughs> my God. There was another one? Why haven't I seen this? <laughs> I loved Witchboard. It was my favorite shitty horror movie when I was a kid. Well, there's a sequel for you to envelop. I don't think I could now. <laughs> anyway, Witchboard. Look into it. I, I will. That's really good. Actually, the guy that she kills is like Brock Turner. Ah, <sighs> worth it. Sounds like a good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I just found this photo and I just, you, I'll tweet it so you can all see it. But I want Julie to look at it while she's in front of a microphone. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh my god I love you so much why does your decapitated head look more like Ian McKellen <laughs> alright Janine take a look it's Simon Callow with his fake head he's so happy I know but the fake head looks a little bit more like it does look a little bit like, like more like Ian McKellen but the skin looks all limp anyway that Um, was great that was a great effect that uh, yes so um so that's it for this week we are fast accelerating toward the end of the season what we got two more Mm -hmm. three more i think two or three yeah i know well then we're gonna come back and do season one um we're also open if there's anything in particular that you really want us to talk about if you think like man i wish you spent more time in the costumes or man i wish you spent more time on how how awesome duncan lacroix is (laughs) i mean how could we though i don't know um, let us know and we because obviously reviewing season one is not time sensitive um, we have time to cover other things I think we're also going to do a dude panel mm-hmm. we're probably just going to straight up call that dude lander the dude lander episode um, where we're going <laughs> to Julie and I are going to talk to some some dudes who have either watched the show willingly or because I told them they could be on a podcast if they watched it mm-hmm. um, that'll include you'll all get to actually meet Neil because <laughs> uh, he's going to be on it. The um, he's the Godot of our... Yeah. Is. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a man of honor. <laughs> he's a man of honor. <laughs> um, so yeah, tweet us, Facebook us, let us know. If you like the show, tell your friend. Thank you to everybody who submitted a review. All of the things I find on the internet tell me that I have to say. Tweet us, follow us on Facebook, like us, tell your friends, because then people will listen to us and we would really like to keep having people listen to us because we like doing this a lot. So um, the reviews make us feel really good, oh, though. it's very nice. So like, to the person we missed last time, um, Jenny, who I think is one of our Facebook fans, too, who mm-hmm. we missed because it was the review was on Stitcher and I didn't see it. Thank you. I know we didn't call you out last week, but um, thanks It just feels really bunch. nice to know that people we don't know listen to us <sighs> oh, just it rambling. it makes me so happy. Um, yeah. Um, and we really like doing it. So, um, so thanks for listening and yeah, tell your friends. Um, and we will be back next week with second to last, third to last, Janine. Oh, something like that. I know the last episode is like the, either the third or the 13th or some shit like that is in Mm -hmm. July. So it's coming up real soon. Yeah. We're getting close. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I know the last one is called Dragonfly and Amber. Next week is called the Hammer. Is that true? Yeah. Why do we have to revisit that? Well, because it's. It, I, I mean, the name of the book. Yeah. <laughs> All right. For now, I am Allison. And I'm Julie. And that's Janine. Hey. Thanks for listening. Uh, at we cannot wait to turn the air conditioning back on. Have a nice night. Bye.